Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Character Arc Podcast, where each week we talk about a movie we just watched. We'll provide our own version of the synopsis, have an open discussion about things we liked, what we didn't like, what we would change, and end on a favorite scene along with the final thoughts. I'm Ted Hong. I'm Richard Bertelson. And today's episode, we will be talking about Ready or Not. We're going to start the count. Good luck. Well, ready or not, we're going to give you our synopsis. <laughs> you cheeky, <laughs> <you> cheeky bastard. <laughs> Couple spends honeymoon at home. That's all. That's all. Yeah. We, uh, given the, <laughs> the, the circumstances of this movie, we decided to do a different angle. The movie's plot is as comical as you can get. We can't make it we any can't. more comical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I go with uh, Margot Robbie wins game night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The, uh, ag- well, the, the actual plot of this movie is this guy who's a, who's a member of a very wealthy family who makes a fortune through multiple types of gaming. They own, they own not only like board games and stuff like that, but they also own sports franchises, and they're just absurdly wealthy. Right. He gets married, and his new bride discovers a very strange... Tradition, tradition that they have that that night they have to play a game and if she draws a certain card then they all have to kill her (laughs) or they believe something very bad will happen to them due to some deal that happened i don't know like a century ago that they believe is why that they're rich in the first place it's uh it makes me think of supernatural the show with the crossroads demon Kind of. I don't know if you ever watched. Supernatural. I don't know, but okay. I'm sure some of our listeners. I mean, do. obviously. I mean, it's a, It's not just within the show. It's a common thing where you know the devil makes. It's a deal with the devil. Yeah, it's a deal with the devil. To be clear, the movie is a horror comedy. I guess. Yeah. I think the first half kind of just seems like it's a comedy. It doesn't feel that much like a horror at all. Even when it's even when it's violent, it's not particularly yeah. scary. But then later in the movie, a couple scenes get pretty horrifying, gruesome. Yeah. gruesome. yeah, like they you feel them. So it's. Pretty well made. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I was going to ask, how did you feel about it? Because clearly, we both enjoyed it. This is a weird thing to say about a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's a very charming movie. It is very charming. <laughs> uh, I am very, very charmed by the how it was written, the, like the overall structure, how it went from one scene to another. One of the things I really like is that the protagonist, the female protagonist, is not useless or helpless. Like, you know, this... It very directly shows you this... She's not going to be some idiot in a horror movie like you see. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. When when they when she first tries to escape, I mean, I think it's it's Alex. It's her her, her husband, husband who brings he brings her. Remember, she's dressed in a wedding dress mm-hmm. and probably would be wearing heels. He brings her tennis shoes, yeah, so that she can run around in tennis shoes. Oh yeah, um, smart. She went later on when she's trying to. Well, for one, as soon as she passes a weapon, she takes it and uses it. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it doesn't work the way she thinks it will, but she doesn't know that. But she doesn't know. Um, I mean, who would, right? She tries to open the windows or the doors. Now, she's not incompetent at it. This house just happens to be outfitted like a prison, so like she a, can't. Yeah. She even tries to, when she realizes she can't open the window, she immediately decides to break it. She only stops because someone's nearby and they'll find her because right. of the noise it makes. No, she was trying to shoot through the door. She was trying to sh- no, shoot. No, but when she, before then... When she's upstairs, she she does, and she first realizes she that there's a, a lock. Yeah, yeah. She picks up a chair like she's going to break the Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then that's where... Uh, but yeah, then later she, she tries to see if she can shoot through the door. That's right. Um, she, it, do, it doesn't keep her artificially in a place because she's incompetent. In fact, the movie doesn't keep her in the house at all. She, by halfway through, gets out of the house. It's right. just 
they are on a very large property. She makes it out and things just always get in her way. This is the thing, this is good writing. Shitty writing is when your character doesn't know how to work a door. Good writing is when they get out, but there's other problems. Yeah. On top of that, I will say that this movie, if you think of, if you reflect on it, it really follows a very basic structure for story for a movie, mm-hmm. right? Because if you think about to like the highest point of tension, she gets into a car and you think all is safe, right? And of course, I knew what was going to happen. It was, it was still really everything was like the tension was palpable, mm-hmm. and it was just it just you went along for the ride. You knew what was going to happen. But it didn't stop you from enjoying it. Absolutely. And I actually really want to talk about some of that later stuff in a bit. But let's jump to the beginning in the sense of one of the things that makes this work almost immediately is the acting as a whole. Like the cast is really well made. Our two main characters, well, she's the main character, but then, you know, they have really good chemistry. She's a great actress. She is fantastic. She's funny when she needs to be funny, um, which is most of the movie. But also when she's horrified or scared... You feel it. It feels authentic and real. But um, what I wanted to say, the dialogue, I really have to say, I really hate it in like these horror movies where, let's say something's chasing them, right? Two characters. And one character asks, like, oh, what's that? And the other character only says something like, it's coming. We right. have to go, no. It's like you're, you're doing everything you can to build a cheap sense of suspense when this one... Okay, so let's take the example with Alex and... Uh, when he tries to break her out he, the first yeah, time, he gives he was her very to, explicit instructions exactly. on how to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. It's not this bullshit thing like, oh, just stay here just, until I figure it out. No, right. it's like, you go there, there, and there, yeah. and I will do this, I, yes. and we're going to get the and fuck out of here. And then you can get yeah. out. Yes, exactly. And uh, even just the part where he gets to her in the bedroom, he was going to explain everything then, or he was going to try to leave, right? Finding a better mm-hmm. moment to explain it to her, but he couldn't because a maid came through. It wasn't right. anybody that was actually on the hunt, but still, it was a possibility of everything fucking up and it did and this is what i mean they do it so well it was like it was nicely placed right nothing feels like the movie is artificially doing something it feels like real people going through the situation maybe heightened to a sense that it's it's funny there probably wouldn't be that much humor in a situation if you were really in it but it also doesn't take away from the horror later in the movie right um or even in the beginning so (laughs) i like also, just, just to touch, just keep on the acting just for a second, and even the dialogue and stuff like that, is as you meet Alex's whole family, who she's, who this, who, uh, what's her name, Grace? Who Grace is marrying Grace, into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you meet his brother, and, like, he's such a pronounced character immediately. You know, they're funny because, obviously, of how they both deal with how fucked up their family is. Right. So they have this really weird relationship where they to seem cope. to, yeah. they seem to love each other as brothers, but also they hate their family so much that you think that they probably don't talk that much because right. they just seem to kind of want to deny yeah. that they even exist in this family. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you meet his... I, I'd almost like every character quirk is them dealing with the fact that their family is so fucked, fucked up. Because his sister is just... On drugs. Every time we see every time we see her at the start of a scene, she is taking some drugs. <laughs> and, but, and I love the way they show this because, like, each character has a quirk. Like, okay, so the auntie, I don't even know her name. Yeah, she's just fucking intense. She is just, like, fucking... Uh, She's not fucking, but she's just so over the top in how gloomy she is and how, like, I will eat your soul just by staring at you. She's, like, she's been a part of this family and it's fucked up tradition for so long. It's, like, right. she just fully died inside. Right. And... To which, I was going to say, that prologue was, it, it was a whole situation regarding her. Right. Because it was her, because she was the bride and the kids were there. That was the last time they yeah. had to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And they killed her husband exactly yeah which son was it that caused it was it was daniel daniel was the son in the daniel no no alex daniel put alex inside the the mirror box clock thing 
Right. Yeah. So Daniel is the one standing outside. Daniel's the one who said he's and he over calls, here. Yeah. And see, I think I honestly, I think he might even be my favorite character in all this. And I knew he was going to die because that's just how it goes with these kinds of movies. This is what I mean. It's like it's part of the structure. Like I anticipated all of it. Is it, it was just a matter of how they were going to do it, right? Were they going to do a shitty dialogue? Oh, it's coming. Or were no, they going to... You actually see him struggle a lot trying to balance what if we don't do this terrible thing that we do? Because what if it is true? What if we do? What if something bad does happen to us? Right. With, obviously, I know this is terrible and I don't want to do it. And so you actually see him struggle with that. You actually... The movie shows you, even though he kind of hates his family, you do know that he does love his brother, though. And you right. do know that... Even if he kind of doesn't necessarily like his sister that much, he at least has sympathy for her children when mm-hmm. she says, like, my children don't deserve whatever curse befalls us if we don't do this. And so you see him go back and forth in a natural way that you can actually, what I like about it is he could go either way. He could go either way, yes. It would be totally believable as a character if he went along with it or mm-hmm. if he betrayed the family. Right. And I but- think the same thing goes with Alex, actually. Because he kind of has the opposite arc where he he, he doesn't want to do it, but then as his family starts to be killed. He, and he starts to wonder what if it is true, which right. there's even little digs about like, like his mom says, you wouldn't, if you were certain it wasn't true, then you would have never had her pull a card in the that's first true. place. So, that, so you could have seen him go either way. And so it left this thing in teetering where it's like, neither would be surprising. It's not like a shocking twist necessarily. Right. But that's what's awesome is that the characters are complex enough that they have the room to go where they need to naturally go, and it feels right. Exactly. That was actually the point I was just about to make as you were making that. Uh, in the sense of, like, Daniel, let's say that he is, he does join the family in going after Grace, but he would be doing it for his own reasons as opposed to going along with the family. Right. It, it would align in some way, but not, like, he would begrudgingly do it um, because he cares about them but also hates them, whereas everyone else is doing it for themselves to not die, mm-hmm. but same goal. And then also with Alex, where he figures it out just as you had outlined the parents are kind of doing it because they have to the kids are all traumatized from their from their lives being this way since they were kids daniel's wife is just fucking insane she actually is the only one who seems to kind of like who's all into it yeah (laughs) and you get the idea because she was super poor growing up like it doesn't expressly say that but she hints at it heavily yeah she no she says you don't know what it's like right it's in the same vein so she would be the foil of grace so uh, Daniel's wife is her name's Charity, which is very ironic because she's the most she, selfish and yeah, exactly. <laughs> she um, will, she will, she's the only one who takes. Yeah, I will kill her because I want to stay rich. I want to stay rich. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And uh, yeah, she said she's the she's others along it, the line. The others seem to do it because they feel like they have, they have to, to yeah. right? Where she's like, I don't want to lose any of this. I would die before. That's right. That yeah, was the line. Yeah. I would die before I would lose any of this. Yeah. That was the case. Um, and then Fitch is Emily's. <laughs> And Fitch is just like, the great thing about Fitch is that he seems to go along with it the way that almost any, like, in-law, like, goes yeah, along like, with someone else's tradition. When you're visiting someone's He's family, you just kind of go... pretty half-hearted about it. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes so they're all so he he takes the weapons like he's gonna go on the hunt and you it's kind of unclear whether he would actually kill her or not yeah, he never does anything it, particularly violent in fact because right. he's usually in most scenes, he's not even like one yeah. time it shows him with his crossbow just texting with his friend yeah <laughs> he says he was doing family shit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean he was even uh what was it skeptical because he was looking up He's like, is, this is bullshit, right? Yeah. yeah. Is devil deals real or bullshit? <laughs> and even when stuff seems to be going wrong for the family, he goes to the other one who married into the family. He's like, so we, we when can, do we just bail, right? Yeah, right? yeah. So he seems pretty rational. You could almost believe him as someone who actually doesn't think they're serious. Right. Like, he's just kind of there because, 
oh, yeah, this is just a weird thing. We're not actually going to kill anybody. But then he also seems really out of touch because it's not like he didn't see the arrow go through one of the that's maids' faces. Right? The maids. Yeah. Can we talk about the maids? Let's talk about the maids. One the first not. three people who die in this movie are the help. <laughs> are the help. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's exactly right. And what, my favorite line in the movie is after this, they're all by accident, too. The, all of them are by accident. They, the family's hunting the bride, and they twice Emily mistakes. Emily just doesn't know how to use a fucking gun, and she's high off her mind on right. coke or whatever the pills she's taking. Right. And she accidentally kills them. But after she kills the second one by accident, is it is it is it Adrian Brody's character who says, "Let's find the living one to clean the shit no, up." No, no, that was Fitch. <laughs> was it Fitch? Fitch was the one who said, and that's what I meant. Like he's a little detached from reality himself, to where he's like, "Oh, let's just have the living one <laughs> clean up after this mess." But the third one, she, I mean, apparently wasn't part of the help. She was just a dancer that I, someone. I liked. think one of the suggestions is that the. The wealthy father probably was having, having an affair. affair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's and, a uh, lot of little depth in this movie. See, you kind of pick out from yeah, just from, it's not expressly said to you, but it gives you the sense that this family there's history has history that yeah. they they have been fucked up for a long time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, again, uh, a praise for the writing and the structure of it. It's like nothing was just explicitly done or explicitly told, but there were times when they were being like with Alex explaining everything to to Margot about like the whole situation that they're in right and that was really good so and that's I appreciate that in a horror movie where it's like yes there are capable characters and then they run into a lot of shit that they right. did everything in their power I think that's what would make it more terrifying as opposed to oh these guys are stupid because it's not they're not being the danger isn't because they're incompetent or isn't because she's incompetent the danger is because the threat is so the big threat, yes yeah. exactly which is a total it may seem like it's not that big of a difference but it it's a complete opposite right. effect of right. like the end result is no. still the same yeah but because if you've ever been there. in if you ever said to yourself in a movie oh well I would never do that I would never make that stupid choice and so therefore the movie's not scary to you because you know they're only getting killed for that but in this movie, you'd be like, no, I would do this. And then she does it, but they still, still figure it out. Yeah. Then that starts building this tension in you like, oh, oh yeah. God, how can she ever get out? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I, would, I would say that there was one moment where she did do the sort of classic horror trope, which was she forgot which door she was trying to get out of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But she was also in a pretty stressful situation. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, they kind of, uh, they preceded that with her like trying to recount everything um, and telling it and recounting it in a sort of uh, stressed fashion i do want to say because you said margo a second ago and i know in in, in your recap you made the joke yeah. obviously that she looks a lot like margo robbie but i just want to make sure we say the actress's real name which is samara weaving. samara weaving. <laughs> which as we found out hugo weaving's niece elrond's niece elrond agent smith's niece <laughs> to which i you know i make the joke about her being like margo but i really don't want to keep it as a it's only as a joke because i think her acting chops are good as its own, right? right? right Not own, to say like on their own terms, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, exactly. I mean, you've, you kind of touched on this, but I just want to kind of express it clearly too in in this way, which is even if something was confusing to me in the movie, like it, it wasn't clear to me how something worked or what it was, it was eventually addressed and it eventually made sense. Like for example, like what? yeah, I was gonna say, like why do they have stalls with goats in on their property? Oh what, yeah, what, I question but, that too. But later, it's because they sacrificed ghosts to Satan. Right. <laughs> and also, it was unclear to me, like, because for a while, when she does get off the property, the butler's the only one who goes after her. And I was like, are they not allowed to leave the property? Is that part of the rules? But later, they do leave they the property leave and go after property. her. It, it is still weird to me that yeah. they don't all they go all after don't her go. immediately. Right. 
but it's okay. It's not a big problem. It's just... Well, on some level, you could argue, like, it's not hinted in the movie, but it's the example of having the help go out into the wilderness. Just because they're rich just, and detached. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The movie's definitely trying to play with those themes. It's definitely, it's definitely saying something, or at least nodding to the idea that, like, being this rich at a certain point means, like, you're kind of not even a person anymore. Like, you right. don't know what reality is. Because, actually, there's a lot of doubt in the characters themselves whether... They actually have a supernatural pact with the devil, or they or don't. don't. Right. Like all the characters who feel like they have to do it, or at least most of them, everyone except for the ant, does express at some point some possible doubt. Is like, is this real? Well, I think the father and mother, they're had pretty. Some, they're fairly set on it, but they're fairly set on it primarily because they said that there was another family that died for the same. Yeah, and they didn't. They seem to know an extra bit of truth right. than what was released on the news. So that that lends some weight as to why they kind of support this whole idea. And you can, that's a, before has batshit crazy it is too, like they, like Alex, the the groom, groom. It, it would be really hard to understand why he would bring her there, but the movie even helps you with that in the sense that he says like, no, if someone doesn't draw a card, like they've died, like both of them have died. Right. So you kind of see why even if... Oh, yeah. He says that in his first explanation. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. So you know why they have this fear of it, but also you know why they have this fear of it without the movie tipping its hand as to whether it is actually true or not. Right. The movie does not expressly show you anything supernatural at all for like two solid hours. So it could be true. It could not be true. You really don't know. Eventually, the movie does, does yeah. very, very clearly answer that question <laughs> in a pretty hilarious fashion. I'm not actually sure how I feel about that. I don't know. And but... actually, that's something I would like to discuss in Changes. Honestly, that was one of my favorite aspects, like, in watch, in, you know, in retrospect, is that they didn't... There was nothing that was sort of looming. Honestly, I got a feel of the whole drag me to hell kind of deal. But Eventually, in drag yeah. me to hell, there was the whole supernatural aspect. But, very clearly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But in this one, it's like... It all, it all just like kind of hinted at it, mm-hmm. and the whole closed door kind of phenomenon. It's like you know most of it, most of the the terror is inside your imagination, right? And the same thing goes for these characters, right? Uh, they're they're connecting the dots, like oh my cousin and this other person mm-hmm. died when they didn't play the game, which could just be paranoia and paranoia exactly and so yeah it it lends enough reason for them for alex to bring his wife to do this whole ritual kind of thing even though he doesn't believe it logically but there's a part of him that he has this fear deep he has exactly so and same thing goes for all the characters which is cool because like we keep saying supernatural but there's actually there is definitively nothing supernatural posing a threat to the person who's being hunted to kill like you know yeah so it actually doesn't matter if it's supernatural or not the threat she faces is still real we're still real it, the yeah. question is whether they're trying to kill her for because they are actually, actually cursed right. or they're not cursed right because the curse doesn't make them kill they just feel like if the curse is real or the deal they made was real then something they don't even know what will happen necessarily. I get the parents said that like someone that died, die, but, but most of the movie they're just like something bad happens. Right. And I think that like Charity, for example, Daniel's wife seems to think it could be as simple as they lose all of their fortune. Right. But the thing is, as I said a little bit earlier, the dad and the mom appear to they know, know they know else. something happened, and in the fashion of how they died, mm. it grounded it is what it did. And I think did, that's what made the terror. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. It was scary and understandably, but I think part of the the darker comedy moments allowed me to just fully enjoy it. The movie has, I think the movie has two modes, and I think it's mostly a comedy. Yeah. Because even the early on, whenever the maids die, it is very graphic, 
but in a way that's somehow funny. Because oh, like when, when the beginning when she gets shot in the face and she's like, "You're she's gonna like, be okay," and then she she's like gargling and jerking and yeah, trembling. She coughs up her own blood. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be fine. You're they, gonna. They flip a coin to decide whether you carry, carry the body's the, head yeah. or its feet. Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently I don't know if you noticed when uh, the dad in is it Adam Brody? Is that his first name? Daniel, anyway. Adrian. Adrian, Adrian right? Brody. No. Adam. <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> Adrian Brody is the pianist. Oh, yeah, that is. That is, yeah. Uh, what it was is. it? Yeah, Adam Brody. It I was is right. Adam, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I said um, Adrian earlier. So, because yeah. the dad flipped the coin and said it was tails. At that and he point, told him, Daniel he, says, "Who cares? Who cares?" <laughs> <laughs> and then the same goes with the second maid who dies, because <laughs> the aunt is trying to talk. Yeah. And she keeps. What is she? Does she grow? She keeps. Yeah, she's gar- she's got an arrow stuck in her throat. <laughs> so both of these times, it's actually really funny, even though it is like when they show the close-ups of their dead or their dying selves, like it's yeah. pretty graphic. Right. It's like what you'd see in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But the scene is acted around it in a hilarious way. Even when the third maid dies, that seems, that seems a little more horrifying because she's kind of slowly she's crushed. She's stuck. Yeah. And it's kind of an accident. Mm-hmm. But That was also, on her own. She did that herself. She did, yeah. Yeah. But also, uh, Grace's reaction is hilarious yeah. because she's kind of like, "Fuck, I don't have time for this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Because <laughs> I just remember her trying to help and trying to like pry the doors open. Just, I totally forgot that she's ex- like, "All right." Yeah, well. her expression just changes to this very Damn, clearly. Just like, done. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. To be fair, it's a very subtle joke, but it's fucking hilarious. It plus it makes sense. It makes sense because oh yeah, she's if, being hunted. Yeah, she's like she oh, doesn't have time for this shit. <laughs> but I will say, in terms of like the gore and the gruesome, they were very selective in how they did it. It's not super prevalent. It's because, very specific. Yeah, yeah, like okay, so the part where chopping her head off, they didn't show that. No, they but then later, if, but yeah. if you think about it, I think that has more of an impact than actually seeing the head chopped off. At least in this aspect. But then later in the movie, when like when she does go to the the goat stalls or the, barn the, out, out in the outskirts the of the goat property, house. and she sees the kid, and she thinks that oh well, it's a kid, he's not going to do anything, and then right. the kid shoots her in the hand, and then she gets she uppercuts the kid. She does, she no, she, she throws a hook. She just like pops him right in the I eye. I just keep seeing. I, I know that she doesn't actually uppercut him, but I say uppercut because he seems to go flying. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. But, but then she gets but then she leans down to take the gun or something and then she gets scared by the goat and then the she goat. falls into yeah. what is a pit of bodies. This is obviously where whenever they do kill someone the or they sacrifice the goats, yeah. they throw them down here. And so that's like a perfectly designed scene. For one, oh, yeah. you fall down there, it's already horrifying. I like the fact that she vomits. Again, to, like Thank you. Show yes. me that this it's place gross. would smell yeah. horrific mm-hmm. and it would be awful. She someone would vomit. Her hand is injured, so she has to get up by a ladder. But we okay. just and so she she's already like hobbled. She can't use both hands to get mm-hmm. up, and the, the ladder is the breaking. Yep. And so, it's this very slow thing that you know is very painful, especially at the end when the ladder does break, and she can only hold on with the one hand. So she has to use the hand Other with the hand. hole in it yeah. to throw it up over a nail, which happens to go in through nicely. Yeah, I you mean, know, it's like when you're hanging a picture and it has the little, the big hole, and then the smaller. Part. <laughs> she just. So this scene is like this is one of the only times it kind of I felt like the movie slows down, but it does it to great effect. Yes, it does it because you feel how 
hopeless she is, mm-hmm. how painful it is, how horrific the situation is. Like, it's one of the only times the movie's actually, like, gruesome in a yeah. painful kind of way. It's, right. a, it's one of the only times it feels like a it's so true gripping. horror movie. And, yeah. not, and I think that one of the reasons why it's so gripping is because she's so well acted. Yeah. The people oh, feel man. so real. Mm-hmm. And the comedy that's put through the movie makes you like the characters, even the even shitty more. ones. It yeah. makes you like them so much that when it does get in this tense situation, you're like, you're invested. You're fully oh, invested absolutely. in it. Can I, before we go back into that, because I do want to get into, uh, touch upon that a little bit more, especially with Daniel. Uh, there were three points that I wanted to make that, well, two of them surround this scene. So one was on her way out. Uh, she stops for a moment and there, there's a bit of a flashback. It's right when she leaves the, the, the main house and she immediately thinks about the wedding ceremony. And mm-hmm. then she's running from right to left and she's running backwards from the, the wedding. In essence, she's like, fuck this shit. I'm getting out she's of here. She's reversing her She's wedding. reversing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's... Okay, so that's what you're saying about symbolism. I actually didn't think about that, but you're right. That imagery of her escaping the house through what was her wedding ceremony is very much an an image that shows you, fuck this marriage. (laughs) The idea that all the sacrifices were in this pit, and she's climbing out of it. Because she's like, fuck no, I don't want to be. So that's another bit. She should be in that pit, Yeah, but she's going to make it out. Exactly. Because that's where they put her at the end of the night if they killed her. Because the one guy with the arrow and then all the other goats. I was expecting to see a little bit... Or a few more bodies, at least one or two. It was weird because they they said specifically they haven't done this since the ant, right? Um, which would have been thirty years ago, mm-hmm. which is weird because it. I'm glad this is another one of those things where I said it didn't make sense to me until the movie addressed it later. Mm-hmm. Which to me was like, well, if they haven't done, if they only did this once, why is this so normal to everybody? Like, why why would Dan? Like, I understand that Daniel and Alex would be maybe partially traumatized by that, but why would they be so comfortable with weapons? Or I mean, the family as a whole. But then they alluded to the fact, well, they they obviously sacrifice goats on the regular. So they are acting in a violent way on a regular basis. Because to me, if it's been 30 years, this wouldn't be, people wouldn't just, they wouldn't all know how it works. Right. But obviously they do actually do ceremonies where they talk about it and shit. On the regular, apparently, yeah. yeah. So, because um, that was weird to me. I was like, yeah. really? They've only, like, so in their lifetimes, they've only done it once or twice? Like, that's weird. See, that's Why a, would this be so normal? But then you realize, oh, they have other weird ritual shit they do. That's yeah. another testament to show, like, good story writing. Because they'll introduce something, and you'll think it's weird that it'll stay in your head until later where they do explain it. Because that scene with the goats, uh, that was explained when Alex was talking to his mom. Mm-hmm. And he was talking, so it's like, it's coupled mm-hmm. with how fucked up their family is, and yet how comfortable he is with slaughtering goats right although it helps. It, there's there's a very thematic piece there too when he's talking to his mom because he's essentially saying that he didn't want to be part of the family not because it all weirded him out so much but because it didn't it didn't he realized that it felt normal to do this weird shit and he didn't want that which again speaks to whatever the larger theme is which i can't really nail down because it seems like it wants i don't know if it it comments a little bit on family and it comments a little bit on wealth um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it has a very clear message. Right. I think it's more just like, let's comment about a bunch of little things about family and wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a fairly poignant moment, though, where you kind of also see how they can all be sucked into it. Because if it's normal for your family, then it's normal for, for you. Because that's your that's your frame of reference. Right. That's where you first started out. So it helps but... you feel for all of the family members, even though they seem batshit crazy sometimes. They all still feel like real people. You can you don't hate them no. because you do understand the movie does a good job of getting you to understand why they're crazy and that's part of what makes the tension so good because if you have something where you vilify someone one end of the spectrum you're like i don't care if anything bad happens to this right. person but it's super it, sad when daniel dies yeah 
Oh, man. Like, honestly, I thought he was, it makes sense for him, for him to see it that at an early age, to see the, the aftermath. And even being skeptical in terms of how this ritual has to be done and putting people in these shitty situations, that he seems really, I mean, that's why he's drinking, right? right. It's just a kind of a... He's coping. He's, yeah, he's coping with it. And then, but then if you take a look at the aunt who was so against it, but now she's like all gung-ho, it's almost like she drank the Kool-Aid right. and she's trying to find a way like, oh yeah, I should have done this. Like as a means for her to... Justify closure, yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. Exactly. I, I didn't really think about her character that way, but you're right. She kind of, she maybe kind of is that way because she either has to decide... I'm a shitty person for getting my husband into the situation, or, or this is my destiny and this is the right thing to and do. And this is the right thing so to do. So that's exactly. obviously the easier way to cope, right. is to say that it was the right thing to do. I mean, I, I felt really bad for Daniel. I, at least I knew it was gonna. I knew he was going to die right there with Grace shooting, or not Grace, Charity. I knew that, yeah, I knew that too, because he stands between them like, oh, my wife won't shoot me, but it's like, that character's so well-defined, she will. You know she, she will. will, yeah. She doesn't oh, yeah, care. Absolutely. She just wants to stay a part of the family, mm-hmm. yeah. He doesn't need to be alive. She was still married to him. I also, I love Adam Brody, some of his uh, early... His I can remember who he's talking to. I mean, I more or less remember what he said. It's before they get married, and he's like, oh, I really like her. She's not a gold-dinging whore like, like my, my wife. wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He feels yeah. completely stuck in the situation. But, you know, that brings up a real thematic thing. Like, sometimes you may very much disagree with the way that your family does something or something they believe in, but... That's a hard struggle because they're still your family. You're like you're literally programmed to love them. So right. that's a weird position to be in that would cause a lot of the problems we see these characters have, yeah, like absolutely. drug abuse and alcohol abuse and being so removed dissociation, from reality. like yeah. just yeah, uh, essentially leaving them behind entirely. And the goat house where little Georgie wakes up and Emily is explaining how she doesn't want her children to go through that stuff. And so there's a shot where. You get the feeling where Adam Adam Brody is looking on to him and her to mm-hmm. uh, to Georgie and Emily Emily embracing him, and you can tell the wheels are turning mm-hmm. in his head. What what is it that you were thinking, in that sense? I was thinking he was getting more on the side of his family, mainly to preserve. Like I think that he believes she made a valid point because right. he says we all deserve to die, and she says my children don't. don't. Right. So in other words, she's even acknowledging that she's a shitty person, but her kids are new. They had never participated in this stuff before. See, And they're innocent of it, essentially. I had the opposite reaction. Uh, He's like, I'm going to kill that kid. <laughs> no. <laughs> in the sense of like, okay, so I understand how the story, like how it was shot, and it, it was supposed, maybe possibly supposed to allude to what you were saying. I got the impression that my children weren't a part of this, but this kid woke up out of bed and said that he was doing it because everyone else was doing it. Right. But he shot her. Right. And so for me, the way I was, I was thinking that Daniel was processing it's like, well, it doesn't matter because they will, right? right and they're right, going right, right. to. So he no matter been, what, and um, he, was, he was very like, I'm just going to burn all of this down so it doesn't continue I, Because happening. the kid does say that, I actually can see, I think that that's probably more what the filmmakers intended because the Otherwise, why would the kids so explicitly explain, oh, yeah, I'm totally into it? Yeah. Talking about it right now, I think they did that intentionally to sort of it give you It could be either way. It could be either way. Yeah. It's like ambivalent, so yeah. you, you can't really tell. Because there is a lot of times where you you do go on that journey with, with his character, with Daniel's character, where you're like, 
you know that he doesn't want to, but is he ever going, but is he sort of strong enough or willing to actually go against the family though? And that's something that's always a question that you're, you really aren't ever sure of until he definitively does. And I think it's good because they do hint at it so much. Again, we talked about it before, it could go either way. Same with Alex. I think it's weird to me. Like, it seems like it could be very weird. Alex could just, like, it could be that surprise ending where, oh, now her boyfriend wants, or her husband wants to kill her too, even though he's against the whole time. Surprise. But I think they did a really good job of making it believable. The, he has a talk with his mom where she puts that doubt into his head. Actually, just points out that she can that he already has the doubt. Right. Through what he's through his own actions. Yeah. She didn't plant it. Yeah. And then you also see his he sees his brother die, and I think he doesn't know how his brother died. His brother can't speak because he was shot in the neck. Mm-hmm. I think he just assumes that she he assumed that him. she did it. Yeah, and then she he sees her killing his mom, and so I think it's a he, he put two and two what together. What he sees is a self fulfilling prophecy. Right. If we don't kill her, my whole family will we'll be die. dead. That's what I thought I had to. Maybe it's not an actual curse. Maybe it's a self fulfilling prophecy that right. if they because they put themselves in the situation, the other families all died because they put themselves in the situation. The right. person killed them all. Mm-hmm. So the movie again teases the possibility that it's not supernatural. Right. They walk you very carefully on his journey to changing so it doesn't feel like a cheap ass trick yeah it actually you actually go on that journey with him with both of them with both yeah. daniel and mm-hmm. with alex they just move in the opposite direction i i thought the same thing too where he sees grace killing his mom that would trigger you know because right. like he obviously and it's violent like yeah. it's she's she's also she's beating her face in long after she's already dead so that like that sort of that ugliness to it, I think, right. you know, has an effect on him, obviously, mm-hmm. too. Not just that she was dead, but right. we can move into changes. I just want to mention one scene real quick okay, that sure. I don't need to change, but it goes to the, the, the gruesomeness of the getting out of the sacrifice pit uh-huh. uh, that we talked about. When she's trying to get out of the fence, when she's trying to get in the iron fence, and it, she has to squeeze through two bars, yeah, and, and it, it keeps cutting to a close-up of the wrought iron fence digging into, digging her, into skin, her skin, yeah. proving, like, it just keeps emphasizing, like, her resolve. How desperate she is to get out. To get out. Because it just shows it tearing at her skin very right. as she forces herself through. Right. And I just thought that was a really good... Because you don't have to show that. It doesn't add anything to the scene. You probably know she hurts herself by getting through. Or you right. could show... but it At just, the aftermath. Right. But it, it's, it proves a desperation. Right. It communicates a desperation. It, that I thought was just a really good piece of... And you know, I agree with that. And I've seen other horror movies where they've tried to display this... But I can tell you that it doesn't feel it doesn't feel as potent as it did for this one, um, because oftentimes I think it was it was the manner in which she did it. It was done slowly, mm-hmm. and it was done like it hurt, and then she dialed it back some. Like then, she almost thought, "I can't do this," and then she's like, "No, I have to." Yeah, they, it cuts to a reaction shot where she's like, oh, "Fuck it, I mm-hmm. got to do this right," and it goes into it. So I think the director that, is communicating a very specific thing right. to you without words. Without, yeah, exactly. And the actresses as well. Fantastic, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Which is the, the epitome of filmmaking. Yes, that's oh, great. Um, we can definitely move into changes though. I just, I just really liked how that went. So I right. just want to give well, it a it's call not necessarily. Out. Yeah, I didn't see the sister in the the prologue, the the beginning. Um, they only showed the brothers running yeah. away, and which I gotta say, with the opening of the shot, uh, I think they suggested that she, because she wasn't alive, because she asked him. Do you remember it from before? Be- Either she wasn't alive or she was an infant. Right. Because she doesn't remember. She asked him about when it happened. She asked Daniel about when it happened the first time. Right, right. If we take a look at the mom, 
when she talks to Grace and saying how she was the same thing, she she wasn't rich and they felt they treated her the same way and that she was different. And then that's why she even offered some advice to Grace. The mom did seem to genuinely like her. Like it's just her. Exactly. the luck of the draw that they had to do this. Right. Yeah. And then toward the end, I wish they had touched upon that a little bit more because she just shoots an arrow and misses. Right. There's nothing really there for. You mean you like to see some kind of culmination of that relationship? Yeah. That yeah. Exactly. They had? <clears throat> Which yeah, could, I don't think the movie needed it, but it, it probably could have been a little bit stronger. It would have benefited. Yeah. It was it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, the movie has a missed. Opportunity. I mean, it was yeah. it wasn't bad. Like it yeah. still continued on, and everything was still great. I just think that maybe that little bit, if it were if I were to make a change in some way, kind of facilitate that. Mm. How do you feel about the end, the actual <laughs> end? The actual so end. what happens in the actual end is you you you're almost teased into believing it is not supernatural, and they were all wrong because they don't kill her. And the sun comes up, and they all, everyone braces as if they're gonna vanish, and nothing kind of happens. They all look surprised. And then Fidge is like, I knew it was bullshit. And then the scene kind of goes on, which is actually super awkward because the dad's more or less like, okay, so we're not dead, so how do we move forward from here? Because we tried to kill you all night. <laughs> <laughs> and even Alex, in like a huge dick move, is like, all right, well, I guess our marriage is fine now. <laughs> but then. After you're like, okay, which I like that ending. I like them just being wrong. I yeah. think there's something there's something more poignant about that. Oh, yeah. There's something about that message. Again, communicating that message that, hey, your family, your family creates this insulated image of the world for you that is fucked up. Wealth creates this insulated world of the image for you that's fucked up. And that communicates that message better than what ends up happening after a beat, which is they start exploding in just piles of blood and viscera, right? One at a time, which is funny. It made me laugh, especially how she starts to enjoy it yeah. so much watching them blow up. Which she gets. I think that's why it's satisfying because she deserves that satisfaction. Oh yeah. So as the audience member, you're like, yeah, she's been through a lot of a shit. Lot, she yeah. gets to laugh at them blowing up in such a. It's just goo all yeah. over the walls and all over her face. Which again, I just another light, real nice touch. By the time the last one blows up, when Alex's last one blows up, it's so covering her face that you can just, like, it's in her mouth. <laughs> it's in her mouth. <laughs> she's kind of like, it's, it, she makes this thing like it tastes bad. Yeah. But then she also just, just kind of dealing with it. laughs to yeah. herself a little bit. Like, you know, it's funny that they're all, all right. fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, of course that happened. So I'm, I'm torn between it was satisfying to see them all die. Yeah. But the movie would be more poignant and have a better, clearer message if they were just wrong about it being supernatural. Right. The main part was that they didn't emphasize it throughout the movie because that made the ending all more gratifying, I guess. Yeah, I know I agree. Because like cuz that I think that's the whole thing with like these magic the, if you were to talk about supernatural is that you never know. You never know and then up until a certain point and this is why it it most people would be like they're so skeptical they're so skeptical about it like oh, it's not real. But then something happens, and then this is what causes it. But then it happens in such a way that no one would ever believe you. Right. And so you have to continue with this whole dance of, like, is it real? Is it not real? Because no That's one, true. Yeah. yeah. So I do like that. But on the point of it being more poignant, yes, I also would have enjoyed that ending, too, if it if they didn't go splody-splody. Right? See, it's one of those things where, like, personally, had I written the movie, if I would change. I would end it before you get the reveal that they start exploding because I think that that's a a more poignant ending 
but I d- it didn't bother me the way it ended. It, like no, I yeah, said, it didn't I even laughed me. and no, it was good. No. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, that's more personal preference, I think, than an yeah. actual like quality of the movie thing. Oh yeah, because it actually doesn't, that's what I'm arguing. Right it now. doesn't hurt anything before it at no, all. No, no, at yeah. all. No, yeah. Like as you were even saying, it's cool how it does that balancing act. Yeah. I also, if I were to change anything, I would still keep the little uh, tip of the hat from, was it, what's the guy's name? Dubois, Dumal, do something, uh, the grandfather. Which, also, another point, his name was Victor, which is winner. But going on to Alex, so he, toward I, the end when he was kind of like begging for his life. Because, I mean, like, that, at that point, you don't really like him anymore because you realize he's a sniveling little bitch. Because but he wasn't. Though, he was made a, he, he made a turn. He wasn't. His that wasn't his character for the whole thing. See, that's that's what I mean. It's, but it's you can. Like, I I don't think it's unnatural in the sense of like he was a very conflicted person who ends up making a bad decision. He realizes that even if he saves her, they won't be together. That this night has fucked it up that. so much. So that also helps him tip over the edge. It's like, well, yeah. if I'm not going to have the bride anyway, and all my family dies, I might as well save my family. But at the end, yeah, instead of him being like, no, it's fine, like, I'm sorry, like, he should have just been like, I'm sorry, I'm going to go die now because right. I know that I'm Fuck a terrible yeah, person. Yeah. yeah. And he was trying to. That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, trying to get away from it. You're convincing me that, yeah, it's... It makes sense. His no. character is not the most... Con- he's not... He's he's weaker than some of the others, like, as far right. as how consistent in, like, what his actual... Right decision-making is because like i don't know if this is supposed to be like a red herring but that part where the auntie was explaining like you know he could be he could either try to save his bride or be in charge of the family i i held on to that thought because like okay i'm sure this is going to come up later but that wasn't revisited it wasn't really touched upon no i think it's just foreshadowing to the fact that he might turn because because even the mom is like he hates what we're doing and yeah. the aunt is like so did I the, I think it maybe planted there. a seed somewhere in him that made again once he saw these other things and realized the things about her that he's like okay well I guess I maybe that is true right um, more just there's a lot of seemingly self fulfilling prophecies in this movie that someone plant that someone decides something and therefore it's true because they start acting in a way that makes it true you know Daniel doesn't want to save her but everything he does kind of gets her out of danger. Right. One of the first times that they ever talk after the thing starts, he go, sh- she goes, you can help me. And he goes, no, I can't. can't. Right. And then, but then he ends up helping her so much that it just becomes a thing. But the thing is, I think he was always on the side of helping her. No, I know. To go, but like, that's, that's what I'm saying is yeah. that because he has this idea in his head that he, maybe he could help her, that he eventually ends up helping her enough little by little that it turns into just helping her. Right. Same goes with Alex. He so doesn't want to participate in this ritual, but little by little he engages in all these little parts of the ritual uh, yeah. that make it happen. Okay. I guess what I'm saying, outside forces aren't acting on these people so much as who they are mm-hmm. is making their worst and best qualities of themselves come out. Yeah. They are just they are making it happen themselves because they have this vision of who they are, who they should be. And that's what's making things happen. It's right. not that they have to do this or they have to do that. Mm-hmm. There's something in there that's just kind of feeding itself. Okay. So for changes. There are once or twice where things are a little convenient. Like when she does get out and she drives away, she crashes the car when the butler captures her. And then suddenly Daniel's out there. I guess they were driving back to the house. Yeah. But he's just instantly out there. And then also his father's instantly out there. Mm-hmm. They both got out there at the same time, going to the, what they didn't know each other were out there. Yeah. It's like, sometimes every... I see what you're saying. There's only a couple moments like that 
but I I didn't. I didn't it care. wasn't so glaring. I didn't care enough yeah. to change it. Like, because you would also have to make the movie a little more complicated then, and it doesn't need to be. It's per. It's it's fine. Like the right. pacing is really good, and it's it's always interesting to me. So right. Again, I would I would make it end up not going as far as it does at the very very end. Mm-hmm. But even that is. I enjoyed what I saw. That's just yeah, a yeah. personal taste thing. That's all. No, no, yeah. yeah. I feel like changing too much. They do so well explaining who these characters, like having these characters be these characters that mm-hmm. I, I would be afraid to change too much because it's so enjoyable to watch them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just the way, just the way the characters were revealed. Yeah, it wasn't all talky talky. But if you think about, it, ultimately, there's no happy ending for this. No. Because even though she lives, the authorities come and she's in a rich. Place. Oh, she got it. She's definitely going to be arrested for their murders. Oh, yeah. Either that or she's going to get thrown into a loony bin or something. I think the movie takes a little nod towards that. I think the movie acknowledges that that's probably true, that this just still doesn't work out for her because you don't see any. You see the lights. She she goes outside as the house is burning down after mm-hmm. everyone already exploded. She sits down. She lights up a cigarette. She's just covered in blood. You see lights. Like, you don't see, It's just a still shot of her. So you see lights start bouncing off the house as if... Yeah. Uh, like police first, lights. Like police yeah. and firefighters are there. And you hear someone say, Miss, what happened? You, yeah. Uh, what are happened okay? to you? Are you okay? And what yeah. happened? And she doesn't really respond because I think I think the movie is somewhat nodding to the fact you can't explain this shit. You can't. You just can't. <laughs> so, oh, so this family made a deal with the devil several <laughs> decades ago, and this is the culmination of that. Like, yeah, how would you explain I that? I didn't right? burn their house down. They just all exploded in quick succession. <laughs> They tried to kill me, but of course, they're all the ones who did. So, right. yeah, you're going to believe me that they tried to kill me. That six people tried to kill me, but I murdered all of them. <laughs> How could you ever explain that? You yeah. know, I, I would say even some of the decisions where things aren't great, even like with some of the convenience I mentioned before, but mm-hmm. also with just some of the scenes we described, I think the directors, the directors, I think there's two directors here. Yeah, there are two. They... Above all else, they know that. They know how to make a tone. And I think I don't think it's bad filmmaking that some of these decisions were made that we can kind of bring questions, bring questions to. to. Yeah. I think that they probably made decisions specifically because they knew that how the tone would feel. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. This is a great movie. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. People should definitely go see this movie. Oh, yeah. If you like horror, if you like comedies, if you like both. It's like I mean, I don't even actually like horror that much. but So if, even if you don't like horror, but this movie is a great horror movie and a great comedy. That wraps it up for us today. Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode. Look forward to us next time on our website, characterarc, spelled with a K, dot net. Uh, You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you may listen to podcasts. Everyone, yeah, have a good one. Thank you.